We the Gamer Cast is powered by patrons at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. And from the bottom of my heart, I am so grateful to the nearly 70 patrons who support us each and every month. With special thanks to our Capremium producers, Dallas Ford, Drew Agnew from the incredible House of Mario podcast, Jace Baldridge, one of my favorite streamers. You can find him at twitch.tv slash Backeridge, Lee Navarro, the fearless leader of the Phoenix Overdrive Extra Life team, and Jonathan Brown, the man behind the music on the Xbox Drive and the Nintendo Drive. You can find more at youtube.com slash GamingPurpleMonkey. Our platinum producers, Robbie Bobby Miller and Trucker Sloth, and our gold members, Argo, Benji Kong, Brendan Myers, Dallas Robbins, Dano, Emily O'Kelly, Heather Boney, James Johnson, Joel Brooks, Jose Jimenez, Mac Time, Marcus O'Neill, Mr. and Mrs. Nasty Boots, RJ Kern, Skinny Matt, and Xavier Reyes. If you'd like to support this show and everything else over at Yumi Capri, please show your support at patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. Now, on with the show. Sean Capri, and welcome to We The Gamer Cast. It publishes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play every single Monday. Patrons get it first. They get it on Saturdays now. Thank you guys for subscribing, for rating this show on Apple Podcasts, like many of you have, for telling your friends, for telling your moms, for telling your dad, for telling your new cats. I talked to you guys about my new cat. I have a new cat now. I can't remember if I've mentioned it to you guys. This is, um, I'm glad you're here. It's a good day. I hope you're having a great day, but I'm getting maybe just a little bit ahead of myself, because if you're new, here's the deal. Every week, I have sweet hangs with a stranger from the internet. We talk about life and video games, and if you want to be on the show, or if you just want to send a sweet, sweet message at me, you can tweet, tweet message at me at Sean Capri. Sean like Connery, Capri like the pants. It's good to see you guys. Good to have you here. Um, things have been going pretty good for me. I'm not going to lie. I think uh, I've got a pretty good... Right now, as, as I'm recording this, I, I just went out for a walk. It is uh, We're in the heat wave. I am in the area of the Earth that is experiencing this this heat wave, even in, even in the polar vortex that we are in here in Canada. We're still experiencing it. We're... Um, let me let me see. I feel like I have to do this. I don't like that I have to do this. I'm not going to lie to you. Like we're in we're in the mid to high 30s, okay? But what I'm going to do, all right? Because you know, if I just say 30s, many of you will just go, I don't know what that number means, and there's no way for me to find out. I'll do it for you. It's like it's like mid 90s. It's like I think 95, 96, and this is very this is very devastating for us. Um, so now that we're all on the same page, this is a very this is a very scary time. That's too hot, and I know. Many of you deal with this kind of heat, just like you call this a Tuesday. This is a this is a significant heat wave for us. So we're we're battening down the hatches. We're trying to stay cool. But I was able to go for a nice walk tonight. Took the dog out. I played a little Mario Kart. Checked on the family. Everybody is fine. Went out for a nice. I was out there for an hour because of that. Their grouchy surge got me walking on this Hero Trainer app. And if you guys want to know more about joining that little guild, we've got a, a group of us kind of doing our thing. Get my steps in. I'm wearing through my... I probably should be wearing better shoes. Because as I record this, I can feel my feet kind of just like... They're kind of throbbing a little bit. <laughs> like, I probably should have better... I'm wearing... Do you guys know what Toms are? Is that what a... Like, I'm asking the question like somebody's going to respond like, Yeah, yeah, we know what that is. Um, or Tom, Toms, they're, they're basically like like glorified sandals like they're they're really not much of a shoe at all but the deal is or what they say is you buy a shoe and then they donate a pair of shoes uh to somebody else so 
kind of a cool thing. They're very comfortable, very lightweight. Um, I, I, and for some reason, I'm, I'm walking, you know, four or five kilometers at a time in these things. So I've got a good sweat on. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm glad that you guys are here. I've got a great conversation coming up with Ains uh, in just a moment. I wanted to tell you one thing, really just one thing. And the one thing is that the PlayStation Drive is launching. It was in a Patreon-exclusive pilot. Uh, you guys might remember a couple months ago, back in April, we had Yumi Capri Day. We had a couple stretch goals. You guys blasted through all of them. Uh, and that, as a result of that, we did... Um, well, we launched at the time. We did Sweet Hangs, which is still... You guys should be subscribing to that. Me and Donnie are doing that still. Um, the RPG Cave, Ryan and Garrett doing that. The RPG Cave, you guys can subscribe to that. We went into a pilot program for... Uh, the Nintendo Drive, and and of course we've launched that into free feeds now. And now the Patreon, uh, or sorry, the PlayStation Drive was a Patreon exclusive pilot program for the last couple of weeks, and now that is launching into free feeds. So this is all. This is really like some of you guys might remember me from the Make Us Better days, the Patreon that that Bobby and I did, and a whole bunch of others kind of joined in over time. The Make Us Better, the whole notion of the patreon is that you like you let us know like how much content you want and you guys have let us know we are we've got a we've got pretty much a show every single day of the week uh i am doing content every day of the week it is like and and sometimes like maybe i'll miss like a stream here and there but pretty much uh some days i'm doing like two shows like tuesdays for example i'm doing the nintendo drive at lunch i'm doing the pants patreon podcast for patrons podcast that's an exclusive bonus podcast for supporting yumi capri uh it is all to say we're living the dream Ryan and I on uh, the Xbox Drive and everything else, um, Kato uh, and I on Nintendo Drive, everything's great. So thank you guys so much for supporting, continuing to support, continuing to pour it on. Um, and if you guys agree that video games bring people together and you want to support what we do, you can go to patreon.com slash Yumi Capri. You power this community, you power and support independent art and content for just a dollar a month. You get early access. You got all the shows on one very convenient feed for three bucks a month. You get exclusive content. Like I said, that pants Patreon podcast for patrons podcast. The podcast itself is better than the name. But the name is actually pretty good. Okay, that's really it. That's all I wanted to talk to you guys about because I want to get right into my conversation with uh, Ains Bowden from SeasonedGaming.com. You can follow him at Porsche Power, except that it's an A instead of an E for the Porsche and there's no vowels in the power. That's a tricky one, Ains. I'm not going to lie. I don't know how you... like. It's, it's, there's, there's links in the show notes. That's what we're going to do here, guys. The podcast he hosts, um, I was on a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, maybe a little. I, what is time? It's a flat circle. Uh, the podcast is Season Gaming Bitcast. You can find it. You can search for, for Bitcast. You'll see an SG on there. Um, but I really enjoyed my conversation. We're going to get right to it because there is a, he's a lovely person. Um, there's a lot of perspective that we're going to get here. I'm not going to even give it away. I'm not going to get into what we talk about here. We kind of go all over the place. Uh, as we do here on We The Gamer Cast, I was glad to have a moment with him. We carved out some time. I, uh, I think the world of Ains, and I think you guys will too. I hope you'll enjoy this. I'll let you discover the conversation as it unfolds. So here he is, Ainsley Bowden. What is what does seasoned gaming even mean? Uh, seasoned gaming meaning um, experience, You're mature, old? pretty much. <laughs> yes, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> Are do you do you think of yourself as like a mature gamer, as a seasoned gamer? Like, is that is that part of the deal? Uh, yeah, I would say so. Um, not in any kind of obnoxious way. Just the fact that I've been gaming for a very long time. Yeah. 
when did that kind of when did that hit you you're like oh snap there's these youths around and they like their <laughs> bippity boppities in there <laughs> about when i started the site yeah about five oh, years really? ago probably. Yeah. yeah i mean i was even you know i was 38 so i'm four, i'm gonna be 43 this year good so. for you you look great man oh. <laughs> <laughs> 43 holy crap we should all be so lucky holy cow <laughs> got good genes or something man i uh, just uh yeah i got into fitness at a young age and i usually eat pretty well and do you yeah i try you yeah know? I, What's like the core of like the what's the what's, what's your secret, you know, either meal or trick that like keeps you eating good? Just willpower, man. I'm very I'm very That's bullshit. I don't like that answer at all. That's that's uh, no. garbage because no I can't that buy answer. that at Costco. So I I, I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, for a little while I trained to be a, a personal trainer in my 20s. Yeah. <clears throat> And uh, I got really fit. So, uh, true story. I um, I got really chubby in high school because yeah. I knew nothing. I was never taught anything about eating well. And you start hanging out with your friends. You drive around and you eat McDonald's every day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I worked at Chick Fil A as well, which didn't help. Nice. Um, so I gained a lot of weight, and I came back to school. And you know, uh, you don't realize it, right? And then kids are like, you know, making fun of you for being chubby. And then I went, I went to live with my brother after high school. And my brother was literally poor. I mean, yeah. he couldn't even afford food. Yeah. Um, and so basically stopped eating. I yeah. ate about one meal a day. And I lost like, you know, 20, 30 pounds that summer. Came home and all my, you know, friends, the girls I hung out with, all that. They're like, oh, my God, you look great. Mm-hmm. Um, a little positive so, reinforcement. You know, yeah. So reinforcement. And then mentally from there, I was like, OK, you know, maybe I should put some uh, effort into fitness. And um, and yeah, that's that's the rest of it. So, I mean, I'm. I've been doing it so long now, I can tell you, like, my wife was going through a regimen recently, and she'd ask me, she's like, you know, how many calories are in this? I'm like, ah, about this. How many carbs about this? How much wow. protein about this? I can tell you, like, anything. Um, really? So, I'm just very stubborn. Um, I cheat more than I used to. I used to be ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, I used to be uh, completely ripped. Uh, a lot skinnier. I'm bigger now, but, you know. Um, and then I got into a phase where I was lifting, lifting heavy, heavy, mm-hmm. uh, like, very heavy can't do that anymore because i'm the joints man the joints don't work no kidding what the heck nobody warned us about that or maybe they didn't <laughs> i just didn't hear it joints are the worst dude yeah so now uh now i just try to stay you know fit for my age type thing fit for my age i like that i think you're you're exceptionally fit for your age what about the whole like <laughs> what about the whole like training to be a like a fitness like a fitness trainer or something like a personal trainer like what was that like yeah i think i would enjoy a- that a lot i think i would have got a lot out of that yeah, it was, you know, it was studying diets and regiments and, um, you know, working with some people in the gym. I had some contacts, some of the leadership, believe it or not, back then at Vitamin Shop. Mm. Um, so there was some like regional managers and stuff I used to kind of talk to and, and occasionally work out with and, you know, just kind of really got into it for a while. Yeah. Um, but it helped kind of build an understanding of supplements and you know, just regiments and workout styles and diet and all those things. So you basically um, have to study a lot, is what you're yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know? that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And I just didn't follow through with it. I got a career in some, you know, basically what's still my career, the beginnings of my technical field stuff, and uh, I just didn't follow through. But I, it was always a personal passion of mine. I built a a gym in my spare room at my first house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was literally the office. I had a rack in my office, um, and then uh, it's been ever since. I literally like 
I can look across. I've got my own gym here in the basement. I saw a picture of you getting ready for a squat, getting ready to, you know, do some thinking and whatnot. Maybe yeah. a couple of people yeah. might have seen this. Um, Joe, which Joe lovingly uh, tweeted out from Cat Co-op and made fun of me. Yeah. Well, that's another thing that I want to get to in a bit is you sharing that um, Twitter access, obviously, with a couple of your co-hosts, which I think is, you know, humor and hilarity will ensue. Um, yeah. But you're squatting in bare feet. Yes. What's that uh, about? So, God, 15 plus years ago, when I when I started to get into my kind of heavier phase and lifting heavier, um, you, you kind of start to support in different ways, right? So I had like a proper uh, leather weight belt, right, for my lower back. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, here and there, some wrist wraps and stuff. But one of the things that was big was really like lifting shoes, you know, to give proper support and stuff. But what I found and read, and I also play hockey ice hockey so Mm -hmm. i um one of the things i got into years ago was just um if you if if you don't have like expensive lifting shoes long story short if you're wearing like sneakers socks and sneakers that type of thing especially squishy you know like most sneakers are right um you either want to wear something like chucks which are flat and solid Mm -hmm. or uh nothing at all which actually forces your kind of the small muscles in your feet and your ankles and stuff to kind of support a little Get more good. and strengthen them. So I've always, I've just always lifted barefoot since then. What about like, so that's fine when you're at home. Yeah. Do you, do you go to a public gym and like take off the shoes and everything? No, <laughs> no, no, I never, the only time I ever worked out publicly, uh, well, when I was first studying training, I used to go to the Y and some other places. Yeah. But that was, I mean, that's a long, long time ago now, mm-hmm. uh, which is crazy to think about. Oh my God. Um, no kidding. You ever think about that? Like, just like, wait a minute, how long, how many years game. ago was like this game or whatever this, uh, high school? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I got it. I got it. Like lifting right after high school, really, mm-hmm. which is 18, 19, which as I said, I'm about to be 43. So yeah. you're nearly 25 years ago. It's the yeah, secret to life, nuts. though, isn't it? Like, isn't that just like you, you're always smiling. You've got a great smile. You always got a lot of energy, <laughs> it seems. And it seems like it's, I don't know, man. Like, I, cause I know this about me. And this, the reason I wanted to, to talk to you about this a little bit is cause I know this about me where I'm like, if I'm sitting and I have been a lot ever since this whole quarantine thing, like when I, yeah. even though, you know, I have technically I have a desk job, when I wasn't working from home, I'm, easily 10 15,000 steps a day like running from like one building to another it's still sure. meetings once i get there but it's like it's a good amount of distance and i know about myself when i sit i'm not like ha- i'm not a happy person like i can get really just down in the dumps about it about okay. the fact that i'm uh, inactive and just like the physiology behind just staying still like there's all of that yeah. it's very conflicting for me because i feel like that's kind of what i all i want to do <laughs> you know, like, I just want to sit and play games and watch movies. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that I enjoy doing involve yep. very little movement at all. You know, <laughs> it's like it's 100 percent true. Yeah. I my other passion is cars. I'm a big car guy. I love that. Uh, that's where my gamer tag is Porsche power. Porsche like the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, most people don't put that together. They think it says something weird or different or whatever. Yeah, um, that's kind of what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, um I used to, again, going back many years, right, I used to be part of a lot of car clubs and do a lot of like, uh, I used to race, I used to do kind of traveling with car groups and stuff, you know, a lot of active stuff, working on cars all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't find myself doing it anymore. You know, you have a family, I moved out to 
Kansas City here a decade ago. And so you lose, you know, I'm not in touch with a lot of my friends I grew up around. Yeah. And so, uh, no, I'm with you, man. It, it's led, especially as gaming has become a much bigger part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. And then running an outlet where I'm sitting and writing, yeah. or publishing or editing podcasts like this, right? I mean, and then now working from home, yeah. it is. It's like, it's very easy to just sit in a place for 12 hours a day. Yeah. Um, so that's why I'm, I'm very... Um, so you ask kind of like a secret. Uh, I'm very routine orientated mm-hmm. and I I have to be because of my career. Um, I'm very, very, very organized to the minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, I have a lot of meetings during the day that are to the, you know, obviously fully scheduled. Like I have to my entire career, everything is the responsibility is on me. No one's telling me what to do or when to deliver it. Right. Yeah. I have to organize it. So. That leads me, and we I joke about this with Luke and Joe, because, like, I'll be like, all right, we're recording at 7.30. Like, I'm in the lobby at 7.20, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, every time. And, like, they'll be late, and I'm like, what are you doing? You know? I'm, you know like, <laughs> um, is that because so, of your career, or is that, like, a background kind of thing? Yeah, it's my well, like, career. So I've been in my career, realized, for, you know, 22 years now. Yeah. Um, and it's matured, obviously. I've progressed quite a bit in my career, fortunately. Um but it, like I said, it's to the minute, right? So like when I wake up and kind of get ready for my work schedule, like tomorrow, for instance, I know that I have responsibilities, but I have nine meetings, like actual work meetings that either I'm hosting mm-hmm. or I need to be part of and speak to people, right? Yeah. So I have to do all that during the day, never mind anything else that's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always made it a point where, you know, somewhere between 4.30 to 6 is when I start working out. Like I work out every night. Um, and there's no, unless I'm really exhausted or something. I really thought you were meaning AM. So I'm really happy that you switched no, that. Okay. I, okay. I was, for a while, I, I couldn't. Yeah. That's what I've been, I, I've been reading a lot about this and seeing people talk about like, there's a 430 club, 530 club out there. And it's just like, what in the eight, crap? Eight to, so the ideal used to be eight to 12 hours after you wake up. That's okay. when you can kind of develop the most strength. See, I, I could, I used to get up like five and work out at five 30. My problem was, is I like, I don't like cardio. Yeah. Uh, I just, I have to force myself. That's why I play hockey. I love hockey. Um, but I love lifting and I couldn't get the strength when I first got up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I need to eat. I needed to kind of get going. I found running in the morning as well. Really difficult. Cause you're just like, you're, you're speaking of joints and like, I felt like every, every impact, every step I would take, and every breath I would take, every move I would make, everything, <laughs> everything hurt. Like I was just, I think I did that a couple days in a row and I was like, there's no way. Like I'm not, I feel no. like I'm at my worst. The best yeah. that I ever See, did. I'm an old guy. I got the song reference there. Too. See, thank you. Yes, exactly. I mean, does. the Puff Daddy song, right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> cycling was the one thing that I could do early in the morning. Like yeah. that was the one. And especially like I, I did a spin class for about a year. Like a six a.m. Okay. spin class, they did that for a bit, and I, I like that because also, like, what are you gonna like I've once you're there? It. Oh, you should try it. You should try it. It's especially if you have like a good good coach or good like teacher or whatever they're called at the right. front. That, I feel like that like pretty much like anything kind of makes all the difference. Yeah, you know, you have a good teacher, you're gonna pay attention to them, you're gonna want to learn from that person. If you have a good coach or personal trainer, I feel like I kind of lucked out on that front. Because I, I'm definitely the type that goes like, I'm not even going to try that a second time. That just wasn't for me, you know. So I kind of got, I kind of got lucky. And for a long time there, it was like 
it was the same kind of songs over and over again. So they always, like those songs kind of got ruined for me. There's a couple of Katy Perry songs and Lady Gaga songs from like back in that era, <laughs> whatever okay. time this was. And they're just like, I feel like every time I hit a certain part of the song, like it just started walking fast or whatever I'm doing when I'm listening. Like it's just like, and now like he would be the yeah. guy would be yelling at the it's time. Ingrained in you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So I feel better about like not getting up at, you know, five thirty six 6 AM to, to go work out. But no, maybe I, another thing I would say is, you know, I, cause I've talked to a lot of people, uh, about, you know, fitness and I used to be part of a workout group for a forum, you know, where you talk about it with people and help people mm-hmm. who are trying to get into it or whatever and develop yeah. routines. Um, one of the things I always uh, used to tell people too, is, is don't worry about, first of all, it's just like, it's almost like content creation. Don't look at what John is doing yeah, over there. That's a good working call. out for 20 years and thinking, Oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to do that. That don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, focus on yourself, find a routine that works for you. Yeah. Um, and just set small goals, right? That this all week, sounds I'm- too cliche for it to actually be to work, but I agree with you. Everything you're saying, like actually yeah, makes sense. Small goals, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's, you know, you come into Monday morning, you say, okay, Tuesday and Thursday, I'm going to work out at five, Yeah, you know? schedule it and stick to it and then just you know you develop a routine that's all it is yeah there's um i don't know if you know joey splats he's out there in the community and um it was january i think it was right before the the pandemic hit it must have been anyway january he wakes up and goes like i'm tired of this i i'm i'm he wasn't happy with the way he looked and his weight like overweight and his or something mm-hmm. yeah okay. like serious like very very overweight and he takes a picture of okay. himself puts it on twitter he pins his post he's like this is it this is as big as I'm ever going to be. And starting today, I am going to make a change. Uh, I think it was last week. He he posted he has officially lost 150 pounds. He's a completely different person. Started eating better and just, I think, like just walking. Really started running very recently. Like just 150 pounds as a person. It is, yes. It's, it's yeah. a huge, he's probably added like decades onto his life to be yeah. honest. And he's a young guy. Like he's, you know, he's in our range, a little younger. Um, but I'm just so inspired by that. Like if, if he can do it, then like, honestly, like anybody can make a difference. I'm just so wowed man. by that, man. Yeah. Cause yeah. he didn't have like the training or the background or he didn't take like a special mm-hmm. shake or anything like that. He just like, he nope. looked in the mirror and went like, I'm going to change. And he yeah. was stubborn enough to do. It. I think there's maybe an element of that, that you're just like, I don't know. Hard head. I'm a very stubborn person. That mm-hmm. could be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I tell people all the time, you know, well, I used to anyway. I don't talk so much about it anymore. But, you know, diet is the vast majority. Right? Uh, that's see, and that's, that's what diet. I was trying to get. At. OK, so what do you keep around the house? Like if yeah. it, like if you have a craving or something like what are you going for? Because I'm making mistakes daily <laughs> on on this front. And it's terrible. I've I've, I've officially like at this point, though. It's not like extreme intermittent fasting, but I'm not I'm not eating before 12 and nothing after eight. And it's not really it's not the intermittent fasting part that I'm focused on. It's the 11 o'clock just nonsensical eating that I'm doing when like I'm done here. It'd be very it'd be very consistent. I'd be done podcasting or doing whatever I'm doing down here. Go up for bed. And I'm like, yeah, but it's like the kitchen's on the way. Like it's right there. Like, why? What am I doing? So I tried to cut that out. So I'm always curious. Like, what do you have around the house? Like, what do you? I don't know. Like, I'm so, always looking for like a grocery list, to be honest with you. Ains. Yeah, no, it's it's hard, man. Um, that that's where really when I was younger, studying foods and understanding their content, which sounds crazy, I know, um, and, and just building that database, if you will, in my yeah. head. Yeah. Of knowing like um, 
So the one thing I would say, and I've told others this, so you can listen to me or not. It's, you know, it's, it's not, uh, it's just my own experience is, um, I am a big proponent of when you get up, you need something. Yeah. Because mm. kickstarting your metabolism is key. And I know there's intermittent fasting. Funny enough, I have someone who works for me who intermittent fasts and swears by it. Yeah. Um, but I just speaking from my experience, um, what I would usually do if I'm on, if I'm being good, uh, you know, um, I get up and I make myself I do make myself a protein shake and mm. I mix in uh, the pure kind of uh, greens. So it's like spirulina, you know, like natural green mix with it. A uh, little almond milk, uh, unsweetened. <laughs> I'm, mm. I'm a stickler for sugars. Yeah. Uh, unsweetened. And then just have that. And that's enough to get in your system to one, it gives your muscles something after waking up because they already go into this kind of hibernation mode as you sleep. Right. Mm. So what you again, I keep saying in my experience um, and I, I don't claim to be a perfect expert here, but what I would say is. If you sleep and then you wake up and you have coffee or do whatever, right, but you're not actually eating something until midday, um, you're starving your muscles. And the key to obviously the key to the key to losing weight is very, very simple. And I used to work with a bodybuilder. No joke. He do gigantic. And he used to joke with people all the time because people would ask him how to lose weight. And he'd be like, take in less calories than you burn. Yeah, it's fucking simple. Yeah. Excuse my language. <laughs> but uh <laughs> You really can't not do curse. for a second. <laughs> um, sorry. Um, but um, th- that's key. But, you know, the, the big thing is, is like when you get your muscles going right and your your metabolism going, obviously you're burning more. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just there's something about getting going in the morning. So yeah. I recommend that snacks throughout the day. I try again, if I'm being good, things like um, uh, apples, uh, lots of fruits, right? Apples, grapes, nothing super superbly sugarish mm-hmm. um and i try my best what really hurts me is simple carbs right yeah. like the stuff you can just kind of snack on mm-hmm. uh constantly chips popcorn whatever um so staying away from those for me is absolutely key i so find do you, that do if you I, like throw them out of the house when they come in because like that's kind of my no. thing is they just appear and it's like i didn't buy these things like get these things <laughs> out of here that's man that's where the willpower is man. that it is that it's a, it's a willpower and it's also something that's sort of like it is introduced when you live with other people and there's new challenges in your life yeah. as well like that's kind of like when you're at your worst with decision making is you're tired and there's all these other like factors that come on in it's like if i live by myself i was in the best shape of my life when i lived by myself it was so <laughs> easy it was so because you just like you just didn't buy the thing you know, and it's yeah. just, I feel like that's, that's part of it. So part of the, like not eating in the morning is me going like, okay, like nothing, because if I have something, then the willpower goes away and I just like <laughs> kind of keep going. But yeah, I'm, I'm really like, I'm really focused on it. I, I haven't made like the biggest progress, but I have over the last like month and a half or so, like things have been getting a little bit better or moving a little better. I'm eating a little better. Like things have been going okay, but still got a long way, you know, did a lot of damage over the last over the last year or so. A lot of people did. I mean, even even I did. Um, as healthy as I was trying to be, I still gained a little weight. So um, I actually had to go out for Father's Day. And I put on, no joke, I put on like uh, a polo and some proper shorts, mm. you know, like nice shorts for the first time in I don't know how long. Yeah. Uh, you know, last year at least. 
Uh, yeah, they were a little snug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that makes me feel, but that does make me feel better, man. That really, that really does. Um, what about, I want to talk about your your shirt and maybe your background. I got so much to talk to you about tonight, man. That's um, fine, man. I'm chilling. Talk to me about uh, Cuphead, dude. What's going Cuphead, on with Cuphead? Man. Where did I? And also your tattoo. You got a tattoo kind of hiding underneath there as well. I do. Do you? Uh, Cuphead. <laughs> I don't know why they, in my head they're related because my good friend Brock no, McLaughlin no, has a Cuphead tattoo, but. It's no, kind of what uh, I see right now. So, yeah, this is just Cuphead Show, just because I support uh, Studio MDHR. Uh, I am a very, very, very big Cuphead fanatic. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, you know, my this. I think you've seen maybe pictures or whatever, but my my entire ground floor of my house is my gaming room. Mm-hmm. Um, I am literally surrounded by nothing but gaming collectibles and memorabilia and stuff, and there is a tremendous amount of Cuphead. In fact, I'm looking at literally five pop cuphead pop sitting right in front of me See, on my I knew desk. This. I knew that. That's um, awesome. I have limited edition prints. Um I have a one out of fifty happy birthday print over there from Studio MDHR. That's awesome. I've got them. Um like an animation cuphead. cell kind of thing or what? No, it's like a uh, it, it's kind of like a um a filtered picture um that they did a contest for and basically said, hey, we're only making 50 of these is to celebrate our one year anniversary. It's a few years old now. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, they have to give me one. So pretty oh cool. Oh, my gosh. That's um, awesome. But I, I, I just adore that game. I grew up, you know, again, older. Right. So I grew up on 8-bit, 16-bit. In the 30s. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> in the, I grew up when, uh, in the 1930s when the animation was like that. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. OK, yeah. Yeah, of course um, you like Cuphead. Mine's in the good yeah. old days. <laughs> the good old days, you know. Uh, yeah, there's more <laughs> jokes we can make there. Um, <laughs> um, but I love uh, shmups, right? Shoot 'em ups. Yeah, um, man. They were always. I always loved hard games. Uh, always loved the challenge. Again, going back to stubbornness, like I, I can't let a game beat me. Yeah. And so, loved all that. Loved the animation and stuff. So when Cuphead came out, uh, I just adored it. Um, I. 100 percent of it uh have every achievement holy including, you know including the expert on everything including beating all the running levels without dying etc what um, the crap how long did that take you holy the reflexes on this guy yeah not that long uh not to be smart but no i mean nothing crazy really in fact i back in november no december actually just before the new year i did i did an extra live stream um to uh get myself over the hump at the end of the year to see mm-hmm. how much i could uh raise and basically what i said is i'll play cuphead uh beginning to start like i'll start fresh on my computer love it. i played it on xbox and I'll, I'll beat the whole game in one stream yeah uh, and i and i did and raised a ton of money which was awesome so i beat the whole game straight in four hours i think the stream was again um dude that would take me I a love- month that would actually take me a whole a whole entire <laughs> month that wouldn't be healthy for anybody I don't think they would they would they would donate to, for me to stop playing and go to bed. <laughs> Please stop. now. Just what are you your doing with your life? You, seriously. <laughs> but um, no, I just I, anyway, I, I I just really loved it. It always struck a nerve with me. I love the challenge of it and how well designed it is. And so it just, you know, I just love it. So um, I'm looking forward to the cartoon and I really can't wait for the expansion, which is two years overdue. Oh, my gosh. No kidding. Point. Um, so we'll see whenever that comes out, but yeah, just love it, man. I love, um, I love the story behind it. I just love that that family just like, they really went for it. You know what I mean? Like they really could have lost everything. It, right? They absolutely yeah. like beyond, I think anybody's expectations. And the thing that kind of like, I always find, I'm not sure what it is, but I find it interesting or intriguing, I guess, of just, there's really just one game there. Right. And there is so much people who le- love Cuphead. They love it. And it's like, 
there's only one game. I always I don't know what yeah. that is. It's it's very it's different because like in so much in gaming, it's like a, a, a game or franchise has to have some sort of like lineage or something for people yeah. to be like really hook onto. It. And I would even argue something like Destiny had that right baked in just because of the whole Halo thing and the Bungie sure. connection and things like that. But I I feel like generally speaking, it's hard to like gain a lot of that fandom just off of one go. And it seems like Cuphead just really hit that right out of the park. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, it really did. Uh, it definitely did for me. Uh, I was always intrigued. Um, the the E3 when it was first shown in that sizzle reel, if you mm-hmm. remember right, it was shown like five seconds. Yep. And I was immediately, I was like, oh, what was that? What was you that? Um, mm-hmm. And it, it lit up, you know, at that point. And now, as you said, it's just one game. But last I saw, there were over five million copies. And I mean, they've merchandised the hell out of it, which they're, you know, a tiny team and family. I can't blame them, right? They were a team yeah. of 11 people. Um so uh, yeah, man, I don't know what it is. I just I just adore it. So mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think one of the aspects that I really in, uh, adore about it, and I, I've read a lot about it, obviously, is again going back to kind of doing things the right way and a determination. Um, they had their vision for this game, and it was incredibly difficult to make that vision come to life. Right, yeah. the way they did it, they could have taken shortcuts at all these different intervals along the way and they just didn't they said no that's not what we're going to do we have a vision and we're going to make the game we want to make it and they did and so it's always cool to see like that rocky story you know where they they kind of beat all the odds and and um did it and uh it worked out well for them so it's cool yeah you're right it's one of those like they really could have just had the animation done in a completely different way Uh like they could have made the game design a totally different way and i mean even at one point they even they even said it was going to be just the boss rush and then they added the running gun levels just to make sure that that was going to meet people's expectations and of like what a game really should be which i think that conversation kind of continues on now from time to time of like which is a game a $70 multiplayer game is that a thing is there like like that i feel like that's probably even worse now than it really was even back then but yes yeah especially i mean that even just talking to someone about the same thing even in the past five years the market has changed a lot oh my god yeah um and i you know i i posted a tweet like two weeks ago that actually blew up to be my biggest tweet of all time um which was about that uh mm-hmm. basically saying battlefield is 70 dollars multiplayer and I, i'm i'm all in like yeah. it's not a big concern for me i love battlefield um there, there's going to be plenty of hours and content there for me but from a market perspective, right? You look at Fortnite, you look at Apex, you look at Warzone, you look mm-hmm. at all these games that are making billions of dollars, um, but they're free to play because yeah. you just remove that barrier of entry, right? And Halo, obviously, multiplayer is going free to play, which was the point I was making. And uh, it just seems like an odd choice to me for for Battlefield, especially in a fall where Warzone already has 100 million players. Call of Duty will obviously release uh, updates to Warzone later this year. Halo's launching for the first time in six years, and it's yeah. free to play. Um, and it looks amazing. It looks so good. Oh, dude. Like, are we all yeah. happy? I feel like if we would have, uh, if, if the there moon. was a Craig to be seen or something, <laughs> like somebody would have, like, called it out, you know? Like, I just don't, like, and they've shown us, they showed us quite a bit of Halo. Oh, yes. You know, they had the extended look, they had the stuff at E3 and everything. And it's like, seems like people are happy. Like, is there... I don't know if there's a glitch in the matrix or something, but this no, doesn't really no, ever happen. It, it, this is the happiest I've seen Halo fans as a general consensus of community since probably, honestly, in all seriousness, probably since three. Yeah. Uh, because people forget. People love Reach now. Yeah. When Reach launched, you would have thought 
literally the devil had come back to earth or so you know yes. some kind of analogy i don't have but uh people curse bungie to hell for that game no joke thank you for saying that because and and oddly enough i actually didn't play reach or odst actually for that matter because the friends that i had back then who were really really into halo told oh. me like this is not a Halo game. This is not a real Halo game. Like, don't even like, well, I can't believe they did this. I remember that narrative yeah. being so pervasive that I just like, I guess I'm not playing this. Like, I just, I didn't have a whole lot of money to just go try a game. The other people were saying like, absolutely not. Like, why yeah. would you even do yeah. that? So it was, it was a huge debate, man. On yeah. the Bungie forums at the time. I mean, I was active on there, big Halo player on my whole life or the whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, it was, it, Every day, which is a nightmare argument of how broken the game was and how much they killed Halo. Of course, I loved it. I mean, I I always find something to love in the Halo multiplayers. There's always something to them. You know, I have favorites, of course. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I just enjoy the hell out of those games. But yeah, I, I really do think it's it's a fantastic time to be a Halo fan. Um, you know, I am over the moon. I, I, I'm upgrading literally my home theater for this fall. Get out of here. Are you really? Yeah. I mean, I'm all in. Man. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, I just sold my home theater. Like, it's all gone. Like, I had speakers. Really? Why? And, well, because my, my kids are Lincoln's four and Ellie's two. And I realized I hadn't, okay. like, turned the thing on in probably four years yeah. since since the kids were born and stuff. And it's like, it was just taking up space. Like I, I had, oh dude, it makes me, it breaks my heart. I'm going to live like vicariously through you. I'm going to, my heart is going to swell for you when you, when you install this, because I have such a passion for it. I used to sell home theater in um, Canadian Best Buy years ago, like through college oh, okay. and everything. Like I was like talking shop, like doing this is yep. really like the heart of it was working at like Best Buy kind nice. of thing. And like having those arguments, I was, when I was there, it was during like the Blu-ray versus HD DVD era, I remember that. you yeah. know, and, um, Blu-ray players were selling for like $1,300. So why wouldn't you buy a PS3 of kind of thing? Yeah. Those were the days, man. And um, I had I had just an amazing subwoofer and speakers that were almost as tall as me. And it was just like gorgeous, gorgeous sound. And I miss it a lot. But I, even though I say all of this, like I, even if I still had it, I still wouldn't be using it or listening to mm. it. It would just sit there. I'd be dusting it off. And like one day, I promise I'll come back. But it is it's, a huge well, part of the experience. Well, you have a four and a two-year-old, so um, I've been there. You know, I have four kids, and I understand. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I'm lucky now. I mean, mine are, you know, my youngest is 16 next month. Wow. Uh, so I'm past that age. I'm I'm, to, I'm past it now to where, you know, you get some freedoms back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get the four and the two-year-old. That's a lot of time and energy. Your youngest is 16? Next month, yeah. And Okay, so we're all doing a little bit of math here. You had kids. Uh, my, so my, I have two stepchildren and, and two sons, okay. uh, you know, about my other son, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, was killed a few years ago, but my, my wife is a couple years older than me and she had kids very young. Oh, wow. Uh, so my step <laughs> it's, it's almost funny. People always laugh when I'm, we're together because my stepdaughter is, um, she's 29. Yeah. Oh my gosh. She's more of a sister. Uh, yeah, she's like 29, and I'm, you know, I'm 42 right now. Yeah. We're only 13 years apart. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's funny. And then my stepson, who actually lives here right now, just got out of the Marines uh, and is starting his career. Um, he's going to be 24 next month. He just got out of the Marines. Man, I want to talk to him. <laughs> I mean, you're fine to talk to you tonight. Like, this will this will work. What, what's Okay, so what's that like, having, having I, I don't know, like as a, a, a child or a dependent that is going over into that kind of line of work? 
Yeah, so a little bit different for me personally because he was my stepson and I wasn't with him his entire life. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it was something that was, it was tough at times. Uh, he mm-hmm. went in right out of high school. He went to a military high school. Yeah. Uh, and then went in right out of high school. He did five years already. He's only 23. So, I mean, yeah, he got out. Um, he doesn't like to talk about it now. Oh, really? Yeah, he just he doesn't care for it too much in that sense. Um, but, no, he's... Is, one thing that's really neat is when we, my wife and I first got together and I began, you know, basically stepfathering mm-hmm. uh, the kids is um, they previously had never allowed the kids. This is a true story. never allowed this, uh, him and my stepdaughter to a lesser degree to play video games. Yeah. Um, it's just one of those like he, he her ex was very old fashioned and I don't even want to talk about it. Sure. Uh, but so uh, I kind of showed him the world of video games and he is a die hard gamer. How can uh, you not be? You know, like once you <laughs> see it a little bit, it's that's special. Yeah, he, he's loved it ever since I first showed him. He runs, you know, he like manages discard. He's one of Does the he really he's one of the top four honor players in the world. No joke. For honored. Get out of here. Swear. Yeah, man. I wish I was good at that game. I have a lot of appreciation he's for that amazing, game. Dude. That's he's like, so cool. He's like 400 in the world or something. That's crazy. I mean, you find your niche, you know, like why? Mm-hmm. Why go for that's so that's so cool. That game is very special. I feel like nobody talks about that one. Until yeah, they, it shows up on a list somewhere and people go like, people play that game? Like, that's yeah, there, generally what happens. There's a really hardcore community around it, which he's part of. He runs a Discord for, like, one of the famous YouTubers and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, so outside cool. of that core community, it's like, yeah, no one really plays it. But. Isn't that unreal? Like, there's, I don't know, like, are you into anything like League of Legends or anything like that, too? Like, those are, there's a lot of these gigantic, like, yeah. spheres in gaming that, like, I don't know, it's like another universe, another dimension somewhere. I it is, think. and they all have their own thing. My, my Laws of physics. <laughs> yeah, my, my, so my youngest uh, has been playing League all summer. He's gotten really into it. My, wow. I actually played a lot of Smite, believe it or not. Yeah, holy crap. So I've got, like, man. a thousand hours in Smite or something like that. Do you really... Is that was is that sort of like okay like your most played game or is it like a Halo taken across all the series like where do you dump most of your time into? Um, yeah, single game all time would probably be um, gosh, it would either be Smite, it would be World of Tanks. I've been playing for years. Dude, yes, all of these. I'm having flashbacks to like when Smite and also World of Tanks were like it's coming to Xbox, and you look around the ten people around you like what the crap is World of Tanks? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and and Smite I play on Xbox because it's the same game. Sure, it's just you know you're using a controller. Um, Mm -hmm. World of Tanks is a fundamentally different game on PC. Yeah, Um, it's it's night and day. So I've only played that on PC. I tried it on Xbox. I was like, nah, you can't. You can't. Is it more of a simulation experience on on? pc yeah it's it's because like it's it's hard to explain world of tanks to people who don't play world of tanks mm-hmm. like it's it is so detailed so imagine like I, I the comparison i made one time is like you know you play a fighting game with like 12 fighters right yeah and you have to know the nuances of every fighter mm-hmm. like what are their moves what's their reach what's the frames you know what good special God. moves all these things right? yeah so imagine doing that with tanks, except for in the game, I think by now there's like 580 different tanks. My God. Um, the maps are, you know, eight by eight kilometers mm-hmm. um, and it's 15 on 15. And, you know, one decision that you make by like, say, rolling just two feet past a hill. Come on. Right? That decision can make your make a break for your team for that game. Um, so it's a incre- it's probably the most challenging and deepest game out there it's it's played in 
U.S., but it's much more played in Europe um, yeah. and, and obviously Russia, of course, um, because that's where development uh, is core. But um, it's just it, it's a crazy, crazy game. So to put perspective really quickly, I have like nearly 7000 matches, I think, in it, and I am considered an absolute noob. <laughs> like why would anybody even get involved in that if that's yeah. the that's the contest that's the landscape i thought because you were gonna it's say just so deep like oh every my time you play there's something different that can possibly happen it's it's cool that way it's funny because you're you're comparing it to fighting games and i was thinking like more like a maybe like a mech warrior type of deal but i think even more intense i think fighting games oh, is probably way deeper probably yeah. more more apt um Holy cow, man! I was not expecting that at all. But what I was trying to think of was like when a you're Halo. talking. Oh, Halo it, would be yeah. So I mean, sorry, there's, there's I, getting back to your original. No, question, no. Like, oh, you don't have to do yeah. that, dude. Like, no, there's there's never <laughs> closing a thought. Yeah. really. But on Halo, here. I have. You know that you couldn't measure back in Halo CE days, right? Or right. Halo 2, um, but se- pro- easily several hundred hours in each iteration, easily, mm-hmm. um, and then combine just thousands and thousands and thousands of hours. Yeah. Such a critical. It seems like a critical part of gaming is just like how many hours you have in a thing, you know, and just like the the achievements and the trophy tracking, and Steam now does it as well. Like, I really just wish Nintendo had it. You know, I yes. just and they they kind of have the hour tracking. I really wish they had some sort of stamp or achievement or trophy system over there it would just be Pizza. i really I, I don't know like it's not it's not the thing that drives you but it does it maybe can bring you back a little bit and at the very least it can help you just like keep some good records like who doesn't want to do that about your about your gaming yeah, yeah. yeah it's it, it's it's really weird to me that well i don't know I, i'm pretty critical of nintendo and i think you and i joked about this when you were on uh big cast a little mm-hmm. bit um but it's you know it's hard for me because i love nintendo grew up with them of course right they're fundamental in me and getting into video games but i just you know some of the decisions they make for someone like me now um i'm like god man you know where's the growing online support where's the achievements and just a better platform and ui to be able to share stuff with people and you know what i mean connect it's just that stuff drives me crazy but yeah i i'm with you i'm not i'm not an achievement hunter uh, Mm -hmm. or trophy hunter but it's like there is something there that yeah. you know is kind of just adds to the experience. It's funny, like I, I I've had a rocky relationship with Nintendo. I think a huge reason that I still play. Well, there's a couple a couple big reasons. Um, one, my wife loves Nintendo. She she nice. worked for Nintendo for a number of years as well. Really? Kind of, nice. Yeah, like back in the DS and DSI kind of days. Like she just she would sell. She'd work at a bet like at um they would ship her to like a Best Buy or something like that and kind of host the demos and stuff like that. Like I she was you. kind of yeah. that kind of gig. And she would just get so much merch because of it. Like they sent her all the consoles and everything for a couple of years. Yeah. There, such a cool gig. Um, so that's one reason. And Bobby is another huge, huge reason that it's just like, even if I was having a rough time with Nintendo, like he was loving it and I loved hanging out with him. And, and to that extension, like just the community around it, like it's yeah. hard to really separate myself from Nintendo for that reason. It's just because there's so many friends and people who I care about who are in it. And it's like, yeah. I feel like if I were to just like walk away from Nintendo, I'd walk away from kind of all of that. Even yeah. though I'm very principled about some of this stuff, I have gone on many a record about my uh, my opinions on what they did with Animal Crossing. I think it's outrageous. I still think it's outrageous. You can have one island, Ames, I know, and Trust people me, are buying multiple don't, switches. They're don't enabling. Don't get me started, please. I oh. was just joking 
with my my you know the guys <laughs> I talk to about my show and stuff. There's been four weeks straight where I've I've ranted unintentionally mm-hmm, about Nintendo, and it's like <laughs> I don't mean to do that. Like, yeah, people listening are like, okay, Sean, you say it the same every time. Yeah, so I'm still equally frustrated every single time. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, Nintendo's a, it's it's all special, you know, and that's a, that's a kind of maybe it's a good realization for me to have. And so I just kind of stop fighting with people, except for Bad Bit. I'll still fight with him, of course, every once in a while about, yeah, Mr. about Bad garbage. Do you guys ever have to – was there um, a a copyright kind of fight about BitCast and BadBit and all the other bits and everything? Do you guys have some stuff to sort out? Are you guys okay? No, No, you're not okay? (laughs) No, no, nothing ever came up. Um, I actually joked with someone the other day. BitCast was just a name that – uh, we started in 2017, me and Bert, who no longer, you know, does anything for season gaming, hasn't for a while now. Um, but we had no idea what to call a gaming podcast. It just, yeah. we, we're, we're not, I'm not creative. Um, I'm very much a mathematical, logical kind of guy. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, even know, remember where BitCast came from. I think it was a love of the eight and 16 bit eras, right? Sure. And just yeah. combining that with cast and saying, what do you think about BitCast? And we were like, yeah, let's roll with it. Yeah. So. Kind of like I, I think I hear Dave Grohl talk about. He would have called Foo Fighters a different name if he knew the band was going to be successful. Like he's just kind of like <laughs> slapping a name on a demo tape, and it's just like, yeah, yeah. That's, turns out this band's going to be around for like thirty years or something right. like that. Yeah, it's like, man, I wish I could change it now, but oh well. Yeah, that's. Do you would you would you change it? Could you, from Big, Big uh, Kids? No, fine. probably because of the nostalgia at this point. Yeah, you man. know, it's, it's part of it. But I mean, if looking back, right? Yeah, I, I do wish we. could thought of something more mm-hmm. funny or unique or something you know well speaking of nostalgia you're still writing you're still creating content with um words and stuff how's how's that uh number one how's that going and, and number two like why are people still reading articles is it making a comeback are books making a comeback uh sadly not oh uh, no. no damn it yeah um no i i i do i think uh i mean we've talked about this to a degree right i to me, there is something about uh, the written word that just videos can't make up. Yeah, um, I agree. And that's not to um, that's not to say anything bad about uh, YouTube content creation. I mean, good YouTube content creation is spectacular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a challenge in and of itself. Um, but I just I, I I find myself good at writing. I've had to learn to write for my career, and I you know I write every day right for yeah. work um but it's it's just something i enjoy and i just feel there's a nuance to it where if you're good at it and i don't proclaim to be um but if you're good at it you can get points across that you can't necessarily do with video but you can also um kind of add flavor to it personality yeah um and i just i really enjoy that and yeah there's there's still a market for it, surprisingly. Like if, when I write an article, um, a few of my articles have kind of blown up, if you will, uh, where like, you know, I've written a few Xbox articles, which like Phil Spencer's retweeted and Aaron mm-hmm. Greenberg's retweeted and, you know, that gets shared around Reddit and stuff. And, you know, that feels really good. Right. Um, but it's also very challenging in today's market uh, to stay away from the nonsense i know you and i talked about this right but Mm -hmm. it'd be so easy it's very frustrating and i think youtube content creators are the same way right it's it's very frustrating um on a daily basis almost to know that i'm writing an xbox article right now actually funny enough i haven't written one in in quite a while um so i I was writing it earlier today um about kind of all their pillars and and it all coming together right their vision um because i have 
experience and knowledge in the technical field. I understand server infrastructure, you know, these types of things. So I like to write about them. Um, but it, it's frustrating knowing I'll spend all up, right, 10 hours maybe yeah. writing, writing an article like that with editing and everything else. Whereas if I literally just put up something like, you know, Xbox is going to kill PlayStation or PlayStation is going to kill Xbox, you know, or some ridiculous leak or rumor I could type up in five minutes. Seriously. Uh, I could end up getting more hits. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, <clears throat> it is frustrating. It's, it's so sad, too, because, yeah, it just it what is incentivized you know it's just the same kind of it's it's good on you to like stay away from that and and i kind of joked about it at the start but it's also me maybe kind of trying to will it back into existence is it does seem like almost seems like there's almost a market for anything you know like there's just the 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 audiences are so massive the number of people who are looking to consume this stuff is so big it's it's, it's almost unimaginable the number of people yep. who are who are interested in gaming and so i look at like your site i look at what the guys are doing over at iron lords like they've mm-hmm. got wonder a wonderful writing team over there as well and it's like it's almost kind of like this sometimes you have to like put your backwards hat on and like the the world is like a bizarre world where nothing makes sense where things like a six and a half hour podcast with 19 people on the thing is like the new hotness, you know, like <laughs> how know. does that make any sense? But this I is know. a, this is a thing. And you know, it, in a world where you're right, like all the things you just described where, you know, the, the clickbait and the, the fake leaks and whatever seem to be getting a lot of traction. So too, are maybe some of these more thoughtful yes. uh, written pieces, there maybe there is a space it. for that. Yeah, there is. And it's nice to see um, what I was saying about some of the stuff I've had that has kind of been spread more widely. Right. I very thankfully have developed a reputation, uh, at least among a very small percentage of the community, but a percentage nonetheless. Right. That when I do put out like an actual article, right, like an article that I've written about a topic um, that it gets traction. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay, you know, Ainsley's written a new article and he doesn't write about nonsense and he knows what he's talking about, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it, it does. Uh, there's plenty of people now in the season gaming community and kind of that I've been fortunate enough to interact with that share it out and read it and take it in. So, um, you know, that wasn't always the case. And yeah. I, 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 it's nice having earned that a little bit. Um, but man, it's, time. it's a challenge to get it to a broader audience, right? Is it and so what can kind of keeps you going with it? Like ten hours writing an article. Like I've I've spent some time doing small, like a little bit of writing, but I easily I very quickly found this is way easier to do. Like it's a challenge. It's a different challenge, kind of how you talked about with YouTube. But it's yeah. like I could spend an infinite amount of time going. You know, I think there's a quote I saw on a on a colleague's wall. It was like I spent the morning putting a comma in, and I spent the rest of the afternoon taking the comma out. Like I could do that. You know, I could spend an inordinate amount of time. Um, editing myself to the point yeah. where like the article just doesn't go up or it actually like morphs into something completely different. I didn't even sure. realize that that's, that's what, ha- what has happened. So I have a huge amount of respect for people who's, who write and stick with it because it's harder than it seems. Cause anybody can write, you know, we're all literate. We can all yeah, write, yes, read yes, and write tweets, but it's, it's different than that. It's almost like it needs another word to describe what you're doing. That's yeah, it's an interesting uh, way to look at it. And I, I certainly agree. Um, one of the things I, um, I can be pretty critical and I, um, of other people, but obvious, uh, of myself. And mm-hmm. so when I write an article, part of what takes me so long to write these big articles is uh, I, one, make sure that anything information-wise I'm putting out there is fact-checked, right? Like yeah. I, I, I'm very, very cautious about misstating something. 
And so I always like say I'm going to write one of the lines I was writing about this morning was Game Pass subscribers. Mm -hmm. And I talk about the stuff so much. I know what the numbers are in my head. Right. Right. I just know them. But I spent like 15 minutes just going through links from different sites, including Xbox themselves, Microsoft's um, financial report um, to make sure that the numbers were right. That's just how I am. Yeah. Um, And then on top of that, it's like, you know, every time I may think I'm finished a paragraph and I kind of reread it for the 30th time, I'm like, well, you know. I said incredible here, but maybe I want to use, you know, fantastic or yeah. superlative or, you know, and I, I go over every adjective and it's very purposeful, the mm-hmm. things I write. And, and that just takes a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but it, it it can also be frustrating because we, I literally there's a guy who writes for my site, uh, Patrick. He goes by Elu Spook. Um, he's on Twitter and everything. He's he's literally writing four novels. Yeah. Like a little a literal novel fantasy series. Uh, his first book is going to be published next month. That's and amazing. so it's incredible. And he is incredible as a writer. Right. Um, so like as good as some of our other staff are, and we have some really talented writers when there's a big thing coming out or something we know is going to get a lot of hits. We send it over to Patrick and be like, hey, look through this. And, you you know, he just finds all kinds of stuff you oh, know, to make really? it super proper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 it can be frustrating to see like a big site, right? Like someone who's getting obviously tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever, millions of hits. And you mm-hmm. write an article, read an article and you're just like, you know, I can get through like two paragraphs. And I'm like, I've already found 20 grammar, you know, yeah. grammatical errors. And it just drives me crazy. Absolutely. Like I can't do it. Absolutely. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, that kind of, I don't know if it's exactly the same thing, but it's sort of, sort of the deal with, you know, Philip Mewson. It's just like, really guy? Like. There's so many people who would kill to have this position, this job, and and it's kind of an extreme maybe version of that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, there's this this this, nobody notices. I was actually just before we got on here, I was actually just watching a video about auto tune. Oddly enough, there's a there's a guy, the great (laughs) there's a great um, YouTube channel. uh, His name is Rick Beato, and I just love this guy so much. And he's just talking about like look how like the the heart and soul is just ripped out of this vocal yeah. track with this auto tune and i feel like that's kind of what ha- and and but most people don't notice like a lot that's of people problem, won't, right? won't really notice sells, it. And it it's easier mm-hmm. it's faster to create faster. it sells so why if uh, you're working in an industry where that's where you get paid that's what it is well man. i'm just i'm just glad that we we are recording this using you know the old school style of recording got an actual tape i'm you know we're going to be out of tape is limited <laughs> it's an analog recording yeah um, i'm winding my camera up exactly dude, I, t- <laughs> I do that all the time <laughs> oh my gosh our dusty old bones man <laughs> just winding about like the good old days when yeah I, it's, well, it's funny i i actually talked to you know cj uh chris johnson mm-hmm. You know, and we were talking about the old EGM days, right? Yeah. And he was um, he was actually kind of similar stated to you in the sense of, yes, it's it's a problem, not just in video game, right? But clickbait in general is a problem mm-hmm. in every industry. Uh, we saw the effects of it in social media and news, right? Um, but uh, he was of the same opinion as you is that, you know, there, there's good art. There's good outlets. There's good writing out there. And there is an audience for it who, yeah. you know, you just kind of have to find. Yeah, I mean, CJ is just one of those people who's just like it's good to have around. You know? Oh yeah, like exactly. he's just he he gives us hope. You know that there's <laughs> there's there's people like him that like he can kind of exist. He I've often told people that um, I think that he looks like my brother in law, like my actual brother in law, <laughs> like somebody who would be my brother in law. But they have very similar sense of humor and everything. And yeah, um, so I already I already felt like I knew him when we when we finally got to chatting. So it's 
it's a good time man yeah your whole like your whole space is video game stuff i have to ask too because you were at fan fest in 2019 yes like did we meet like and you and luke now know each other very well you guys are friends like did we, we meet that we were both there but didn't meet at the time yeah time like yeah. it's very possible it's funny because my my memory is very bad luke and i were chatting a lot with like people around us the whole time like we were yeah. sitting in e3 like it's possible like you were the dude like right behind us or yes, something like very. that it's just so crazy and like yeah. dude and now hopefully this is just the last year that it doesn't happen last yes. year it was obviously not going to happen this year was uh kind of a carryover but i don't know maybe things are getting back to normal would yeah, you go back to E3, like now oh, kind of experiencing both 100%. ways? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Uh, I'm already talking to people about plans. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. 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 We had huge plans, uh, or I should say I had huge plans with some other outlets in 2020. Yeah. Um, you already booked. I literally lost money. Like Southwest never gave me. Oh, get back. out of here. Oh, um, man. That's yeah. And I, you know, I was fortunate enough to get media access in 2019. Yeah. So in, in 2019 was really nice because I got FanFest and media access to E3 proper. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was able to do a lot and then got that again for 2020 and had this huge plan. And um, it just, you know, obviously fell through and then not again this year. So next year, I'm, I'm super pumped for it. Yeah, I definitely be back. Um, I want to hit some PAXs up as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait, man. There's just something about being among the people in person, right? And yeah. the camaraderie and uh, shared experience and shared stories. And, yeah, it's just it's awesome, man. How did you think it went this year? Like overall, I'm sure you've covered it and everything on mm-hmm. on articles and podcasts and everything. But for... Yeah. yeah, like just kind of now a little step removed from from E3. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I was hoping compared to last year, which in my opinion was a disaster. Yes. Uh, this year, I was hoping because they kind of centralized it in the week, like they normally do. Mm-hmm. I was hoping it would be a lot better, but um, it just. I, I think the pandemic has and many of us have talked about this right but i think the pandemic has obviously impacted development yeah uh, projects are behind things are a little less organized and you could see that in some of these conferences right um you know i said the other day on my show that honestly if it wasn't for the xbox and bethesda show um i'd be really down on e3 oh this year. yeah i yeah. thought the show carried e3 on its mm-hmm. back um because it was it's probably the best show they ever put on xbox um not the best E3 show ever, maybe, you know, but the best show they've done. And mm-hmm. so it's just the timing of it um, was kind of funny. Uh, so, I, you know, and I know Nintendo, I wasn't a huge fan of their show, but I know generally speaking, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, because you know better than me. But generally speaking, it felt like Nintendo fans were pretty excited about yeah, what I'm, they saw us. I'm on the outside on that one. It's very awkward to uh, host a Nintendo podcast going like, I'm not stoked about this. And everybody's like, Metroid's back, you idiot. It's like, <laughs> I'm sorry, you guys. How yeah, feel. like, I, I mean, God, Metroid, man. Like, I, I even said on my show, I'm like, Super Metroid's one of the greatest games ever made, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Metroid Dread just didn't it didn't really do it for me, you yeah, know, and, and knowing that it was a canceled game from many years ago that they're bringing back. It's like, yeah, it's not really what a, a diehard Metroid fan wanted to see. But apparently I'm on the outside. You're too you're maybe not a diehard Metroid fan. Maybe you're not even. Not. A, maybe you're. Yeah. Are you very good at being a Nintendo fan at all? Like, not really. Yeah, maybe. Not, no. No, <laughs> no, not, not really. No, I wish I was. And that's that's the sad part. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. I want to be. Mm-hmm. Um but, you know, and then just a lot of rehashes and stuff. So For I wasn't sure. a big fan of the show. But as long as people, other people seemed happy with it. So that's awesome. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, if you look at all the other conferences, right? Like you're not hearing anyone talk about Square Enix or Ubisoft. No, not in a good way. I liked Ubisoft. I liked Ubisoft quite a bit, actually. And I didn't even see Gearbox. I didn't even register. You're better off. Yeah, that's Uh, what I hear. uh, Ubisoft wasn't too bad. Uh, I was, I think it was the pacing that killed me. Sure. Um, Just the, you know, 20 minutes almost on extraction, uh, which, you know, is what it is. Uh, Rocksmith, it's like, that's one of those ones. It's like Rocksmith, very cool product. Mm -hmm. Love the support for it. Love that it's coming back in this kind of open, not open source, but you know what I mean? Like it's got all this kind of things built into it to share tons and tons of music, which is awesome. Yeah. But is showing that and the interviews with the people and stuff for like eight, nine minutes in an hour long show, the way to go about Rocksmith. Not really, in my opinion. That just kills your pacing. I'm on an island on that one because I've gone on. I've had Twitter conversations with people as well. I'm like, I was on the edge of my seat with Rocksmith, dude. Like I am, okay. And <clears throat> for me, it's a very personal thing, too. And I think that is just with music in general. Like I just busted out my guitar like last week or two weeks ago. And I was like, I was just thinking, man, I should play more music. And like Rocksmith is it like that's that is such a, a, a key thing. So if you're into it. Then yeah, yes, I'm all in. 100%. But you're right; it's so narrowly defined that like you, right. pro- you could easily miss out on a lot of people just by spending so much time on that. On extraction, I felt like they spent just enough time on that to like win me back in because I was okay. like, I don't know if I want to do this one. And I was watching with with Joseph and and Kyle and Ryan, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, I could I could maybe like it's kind of like it's kind of like um like escape with uh with gears a little bit but a little bit a little bit of the tom clancy you know here's a thousand gadgets they're they're throwing at you to keep track of yeah Yeah, i don't know like i I, maybe i was just in a good mood that day i don't know why but it's just like i was in for it but i could i could see you know there's so many great conversations about what what makes a good e3 presentation and yeah like i'm sort of i guess the 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 battle that i'm fighting that's not it's so stupid to even think about in that way um is i don't want everything to be the same there's this of there's course. this mentality of like just hit play on the trailers and show us the games i'm like i can go on youtube anytime to do that i can curate my own list to kind of do i'm that actually kind of with you on that i hear people say it, just show the trailers and it's just like well you know i'd like the, a little bit of personality a little bit of information you know yeah. um so bring back the muppets and give me my robot <laughs> chicken nintendo give me that stuff like give me some stuff that doesn't really matter it's a little bit more you know yeah. we can where even even with with xbox where was where's world premiere guy like let's uh let's i think i think they know that got made fun of so much that was so good they're like we wanted to let you know world premiere guys okay (laughs) (laughs) you've said all that tweet i think that's what it was such a good show right because you had todd howard for starfield which everyone knew was coming right Mm -hmm. but then you you know you get the people like pete hines right setting an example for bethesda sarah bond is fantastic to get out of people but those were only you know, a minute or so when they were there. It wasn't like you're sitting down for five minutes and having a conversation, right? Right. Um, And then they kind of mixed in. The other thing I really like in a show is um, uh, variety. Yeah. Um, You know, like I want to see games for kind of all people because I'm one of those guys that literally will play anything. I just love games. There's no genre that is off limits really to me. So I love seeing the mix of kind of big budget AAA titles and then like, Somerville, you know, from uh, Jump Ship, the new one from the old Play Dead co-founder, just, mm. you know, it's like fantastic. And then you see Slime Rancher 2, you know, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to play it. It's not for me. But I, I know that my friend's daughter is going nuts right now, mm-hmm. you know, and that's awesome. That's what gaming is all about. So I just and it was just paced well. I just love that. It was a fantastic showcase. I want to do um, I want to do a thing where I watch like a couple of V3s in a row. 
Like, I just kind of want to block off like an afternoon or something like that and go like, how was, okay. Cause you said before, like, and I've heard a few people say this, like that was the best, um, conference that Xbox has ever done. And I feel like there's a couple things we have to think about when saying something like that is that you don't yeah. have a rebuttal from PlayStation this time. You had weak, Correct. you had weak showings from the others who Correct. actually yeah. were there, I think is part of it. And also yeah. it just seems like Xbox is like, maybe the cool factor is a little bit different now. Like you were going into it going like, what has Xbox got for us instead of like Xbox sucks. And like, of course, <laughs> whatever they show me is going to suck. Everything sucks. Like, I feel like there is maybe an element of that, like in the past couple of years, because I'm of the mind that Xbox has had excellent shows over the last like three years or so. No, but again, PlayStation again, had I'm even better like... shows in some cases. Yeah. In some cases, yeah. Uh, no, I'm pretty aligned with you there. I'm usually pretty positive on shows. Yeah. Um, people will come out and be like, oh, they didn't show us anything. And I'm like, dude, that was a good show. What's, I, what's know. Your I know. Um, people get to, you know, you know, I don't have to mention it. But, yeah, no, I haven't thought their last few shows have been E3 shows um, where people were down. E3, on. yes. Let's be specific. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, we, we won't talk about their Twitch show. Good My Lord. goodness. Um, but their E3s, I thought have been pretty good, but this yeah. one definitely set a different tone. You know, someone brought up, I forget who I was talking to the other day, maybe Gaming Forte, I think it was, was talking about 2004 when they mm-hmm. showed Halo 2, you know, and Peter Moore came on stage with the tattoo. And I'm like, okay, you know, there's some iconic moments there, but was that a real, was that a real tattoo? Like, does real he, still tattoo? Ha- he still has it. That's awesome, man. Yeah. He's talked about that many times. What yeah. a what a blessing! What a guy! Just like <laughs> we're like we're lucky to have him for that brief moment. Guy can do whatever he wants. By the way, I have a huge amount of respect for that for that man and really anybody like him. Who? Where did he? Did he come from? Like, did he come from Duracell? Or where did he come from before? He I might be thinking with, of. Um, well, he from, was Sega, of course, because um, Peter Moore was a Sega guy. Yeah, but before video games, he was in something else. He was in marketing he was. for something yeah. else. He was in something else. Sega obviously a big part of xbox and xbox 360's success mm-hmm. and he's a gigantic football fan yeah European football of course so then just leaves video games and takes over freaking liverpool if i have mm-hmm. my information correct yep and it's like that was like his dream job i'm like talk about a guy who just goes and gets it man all the lives man like they, they think like it's like an arnold schwarzenegger type of life he's just like you yes. know world-class bodybuilder you know triple a actor and then governor like <laughs> what in the world people dedicate their entire lives to like one of those things and like no fall short of the top of any one of those three and yep. yeah just um, absolutely amazing um before we close out i do want to ask you if you know e3 is june is a month where e3 is pretty crazy but june is also a very painful time i have to imagine for you there's um you just you recently wrote about this and it hits me in the heart man i really i want to bring it up gently but i do want to i do want to ask you about it because this is um your your there's an anniversary that mm-hmm. that you've just passed by um right around e3 um yeah. Do you want to talk about your son a little bit tonight? It's fine, man, really. I, 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 yeah, I told you I don't mind talking about it. Um, you know, I'll be a little more docile probably, but um, no, I don't mind discussing it. It's fine. Yeah, so you wrote, you wrote an article um, just about how video games have helped you through it. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about like, what, ha- like, what happened? What, what happened to your son? Yeah, uh, so I won't go into, obviously, intimate details. Um, so I wrote an article in 2019, early 2019, uh, titled The Good in Gaming. And the foundation of it was uh, my first E3 that I went to live was 2018. Mm-hmm. And I got back on June 15th, if I remember correctly, which was the very end. We stayed through the very end of E3. 
And uh, my uh, second oldest son, uh, he was 17 at the time. Um, we, you know, came home, obviously family, have dinner, say hi to everyone, hang out, whatever. But he's, you know, 17, right? So he goes out with his friends and um, uh, he is supposed to be home. But his, his curfew was uh, midnight at the time. And we got a call just after midnight um, that he was being rushed to the hospital. Uh, something had happened. Um, in short, he had been shot. Um, and just a whole altercation, which I won't get into. Uh, he, he didn't have a gun. He wasn't, you know, anything like that. Um, but, yeah, he had been shot. And so, uh, you know, obviously the moments after that point are hard to describe. Um and then found out, uh, you know, we were at the hospital for a few hours and found out that early a.m. that um, he didn't make it. So, uh, yeah. Um, sorry, trying to figure out the best thing to say here. So there, there's no way to accurately put into words uh, what that experience is like. Um it is something, um, you know, even on my worst enemy, I don't wish. And it's uh, it's life altering would be probably the uh, um, life altering would be simplifying it. Yeah. Um, and it just changes your perspective on not only uh, life, um, but many things like people are like, oh, you know, you, you see the kind of the cliche and it's it's a positive thing, but it is a cliche of cherish life because you never know what could happen from one yeah. day to the next. And it's very true. Yeah. Uh, you know, very true. But when you experience something like this, um, it, it changes just moment to moment every day in ways that you never really considered before. Yeah. Um, and so kind of bringing it back to gaming, I, I, I basically didn't do anything for weeks mm. um, at all. Uh, I, I shut season gaming down. Um, you can actually find my post on season gaming saying, you know, we're going to be gone for a little while. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, I wasn't playing any games. I didn't do anything. And then, you know, after a few weeks, you try to get back into some routine of some sort. And, uh, you know, I don't know how long it was, but I finally picked up a game again a while later. And what I wrote about in the article was, uh, what was really frustrating to me, what I learned over a few months there in the latter half of 2018 was what gaming had become something new for me, uh, really focusing on escapism, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, and so what I wrote about what was kind of uh, making me mad at the time, and it's not just at the time, but all the time, right, is that we always see these kind of big major articles about negatives of gaming, whether yeah. it's violence and lawsuits and, you know, all this other stuff, right, toxicity. Um, and I said, you know, no one, there's not no one, but there's not enough people writing about good things that gaming does. And there, gaming does a lot of good things yeah. for a lot of people in the world. And so I basically just sat down and started researching all these different things about gaming that are positive uh, from charitable donations, extra life, the able Anytime. gamers, the special effects to escapism, you know, helping people through loss or grief or whatever to uh, disabilities, right? Helping people. Uh, focus on accessibility and uh, which is a you know a major thing now it's really grown in the past few years um, but all these different avenues and I just sat down and wrote about that and uh, it was a very personal story and I, I put it out there and just said screw it you know um, 
it's hard to share, but it was worth it. And uh, it's been my pin post now forever. Um, yeah, I love it. I wrote it. it January, I think, of 2019. So it's still my pin post, and it still gets people reading it. And, you know, it gets hits almost every single day, um, which is great. Yeah. Um, so it it inspired me to really double down on the positivity angle of season gaming, of the site and the channel, um, and really... It also put a lot of things in perspective for me. You you mentioned at the beginning of the show that I'm you know usually happy and smiling and positive, and I tell people um, one I'm fortunate enough to be a, a balanced person. You know I don't yeah. s- suffer from anything, and that's you know unfortunate from that. Um, but it's just perspective. You know I, yeah. I dealt with a lot of stuff growing up in my life. Um, I don't need to get to into as a child, you know, and, and went through all kinds of things. Um, and then uh, dealing with something like that, it's just perspective. And so it's like the things I see, it's weird, right? Because I said it changes your the way you see things. Um, people will get upset about things on a daily basis. And, you know, me and my wife both, it's just like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It just doesn't matter, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, in fact, uh, I don't know if you know this and, Probably not because it was ridiculous, but um, literally um, not. This is not a joke. Someone on Twitter like three weeks ago, four weeks ago, just some a-hole, you know, trying to trying to troll and who knows what. But he he posted a comment to me after my Biomutant review Mm -hmm. and said, I hope you end up like your son. Um, Holy shit. And, uh, you know, I had I didn't see it initially. but I had a bunch of people in the community, you know, my friends and other people kind of, you know, just go at this guy and report it and kind of stand up for me. And I had a couple of people DM me right away and like, hey, man, you know, sorry. And I'm like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. And then I saw it. And um, a good buddy of mine, I won't name, but a good buddy of mine is like, you OK, man? And I'm like, I'm like, dude, honestly, I said, honestly, I'm I'm fine. Um it's it's a weird feeling. I had to tell all my friends. I was like, dude, just stop responding to him. Just don't don't worry about it. Report it, right? Yeah, we'll get him out of here. But um, th- don't worry about. It. You don't have to rush to my defense. I was like, it's like water off a wall. Um, wow. It just it, it's a weird feeling to know because you know my mindset is I almost feel bad for the guy because it's like, what kind of upbringing have you gone through to where you would say something like that to someone? And how bad is your daily life? Um, and it just it it's it's I know I've gone on for a while here, so I apologize. But it, I'm trying to explain like there's not much in life anymore that can get to me. I tell yeah. people all the time it's like you, you I've gone through enough in life now, Oof. and that was the the big gigantic cherry on top, where it's like people can't bother me, and and people do ask me all the time, how do you stay positive? You know, you get people leaving negative comments or saying stuff to you, and. Um, you know, generally it's a fantastic community. Of course, of course. I interact with, I'm fortunate that we've garnered that type of community. Um, but when it does happen, it just, it doesn't even phase me. I mean, I don't even blink an eye. They, they can't get to me or bother me. It's just, it's just part of life now. So when, you know, me and my wife used to joke around, you know, and we still do actually, where it's like, uh, we'll be out on like, uh, I don't know, we'll be out on like a Saturday, you know, driving around and, She'll be like, you want to go do this? And she'll be like, ah, you know, I'll be like, oh, take a few hours and we'll just look at each other and be like, so yeah. like it just, yeah. you know, it's like, what else are you going to do? You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a, I'm telling you, it's, 
it's strange, uh, very strange. Um, so sorry, that was kind of all over the place. You got to stop apologizing. First of all, there's nothing I could have added <laughs> there at all. Um, it's I, I was trying to give you some type of perspective to it, but it's it's uh, three years anniversary was just a couple days yeah, ago. actually. Right. Um, and it's uh, it is painful and it's a weird time because it's uh, it's right near my stepdaughter's birthday within a couple days. And mm-hmm. it's also right next to Father's Day. Yes. Uh, where, you know, life always has a, a, a brutal irony to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it definitely uh, has changed me permanently. And uh, even the biggest things now, it's like at the end of the day, 99 percent of the people. 99% of the things that people uh, take so seriously and let bother them and ruin their day or give them depression or anxiety or all these other things, um, you know, that really kind of impacts people or that they argue about, you know, or yes. debate about. It's just, it's, it's pointless. Mm-hmm. It's pointless stuff. It's and a, I, Perspective is the thing, man. That is that is everything. Um, this conversation is one thing. I, I always I, I feel fortunate that I get to have these conversations with people like you, and I, I get to meet the people that I have in life. And like they, it always seems to kind of happen when I need it the most, and then through this show, kind of sharing that with other people, and hopefully it's when they need it the most as well. I remember one time I had a, a particularly rough day at work. I stepped outside, and I, I work in a hospital, and. Mm. Um, and I bump into this guy who I had come to know through work and he had a brain tumor that was he had had operated successfully on at this thing, this gamma knife, this this thing that uh, removes tumors just by using radiation. It's amazing. Yeah. And so he's happy as a clam. Like he's just like he had this incredible life experience and, you know, life and death kind of thing. And he's he's doing great, even though he's got complications. And his, I said, what are you doing here? He's like, oh, my daughter's got a. She's got a blood clot and she's up in the unit or whatever. I'm like, holy crap. And he's just like, just like he reminds me a lot lot of you. Just like, (laughs) and I'm like, I was stressing out about like this thing at work a second ago. And then I just walk out (laughs) and I have this conversation with this guy. And I feel like that's huge. It is. It's almost everything. It is is huge. Is almost, it's not enough to say like, it really, it really is. And the one thing that I will say to you is like your toolkit seems so full in order to deal with this sort of thing. I don't know if that's something that you had at the time or if that you've been developing over time. It's, it's a long-term development. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a combination of many things. I've, I've done a lot of kind of self inflect uh, reflection on that exact thing. Um, so it's part of my uh, growing up and the things I dealt with and family struggles and other things, right? Challenges. Obviously this is probably the biggest thing in my life by a long shot. Yeah. Um, but it, my, my, to give credit to my dad, he was very big about perspective. Uh, he, he was one of those old English guys, very stubborn, very intelligent, uh, but very old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, he was 42 when he had me. So I was always, you know, the, the separation of kind of understanding was big there. Mm-hmm. Um, but very kind of old English, you know, literally um, was born and lived through World War Two. Right. Um, as a kid. And so kind of had this just stubborn, nothing can beat us mentality, if you really put your mind to it. And he kind of always ingrained that into me. And so I've always uh, kind of just taken challenges head on. I told you, like, I love challenges. I don't let games beat me. And I think that stems from that as well. Um, But he also, you know, was very big on perspective globally. So I've been fortunate enough to travel a lot. And, you know, I was talking to someone the other day and well, I mean, there was some, as always, you know, pick pick any day of the week. There was some stupid debate going on on Twitter, the gaming community about something completely irrelevant, as usual. 
Um, and, and meanwhile, you're looking at Palestine, right? And I'm watching yeah. a video of a, a dad who literally just found his four children dead. Yeah. And it's like anything you have going on in your life that you think is a problem yeah. is not a problem. <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. not a problem. Mm -hmm. Just deal with it and move on. Yeah. Um, and it's just, you know, perspective like that is needed. And I wish more people would take the time to get out of their either their own head or their own social space yes. and take a, mm -hmm. a broader look at what's going on to some people in the world on a daily basis. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm sitting in a sitting in a comfortable air conditioned basement with coffee, you know, talking video games. Yeah. Life um, is good. Yeah. What the hell do I have to complain about? What is what is your dad? Um, you don't want to get too much into it, but I'm curious to know because it always seems like a, an interesting thing for people maybe of our generation and where video games were core to us, but so foreign to our parents. And like I, you know, I, I often joke about how my my parents will often ask me how my blog is doing, and it's like it's a podcast, but you know, like <laughs> they don't really know what it is. Um, like what did you know your your dad having lived through World War II for God's sakes? And you're doing this like, is there a, is there a dissonance there? Is there like an understanding? Is that because I often wonder, like my, my grandpa was went through World War Two. He fought in it. And I often wonder, like, what would he say? Like, I don't know if like he would be like, this is what I wanted for my kids and grandkids. Or, yeah. you know, back in my day, like we were climbing the beaches <laughs> and all this other stuff. Like, I don't, I'm always curious on that. I'm sure it's a case by case, person or person. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it is. I, my dad, uh, yeah, there's no, my parents never played video games. My dad bought us, well, my, my siblings are older. My brother and my sister are eight, nine years older. I was yeah. the oops. That makes well. sense. Yep. Um, and so when I was a very little kid, we had Atari 2600 be, just because if you had, my dad was pretty successful at the time. And if you had money, that was kind of the hot thing is having mm -hmm. an Atari, right? And so he bought one for the family, even though he didn't really play it. Yeah. And so that's how I was introduced. But no, I, they, no connection to video games at all. So when I do talk to him about stuff like this, it's very foreign to him. Because yeah. remember, yeah, he's 82, never really did anything with video games comes from a completely different generation and background it's yeah. just far isn't that unreal yeah my dad is uh my dad's 10 years younger than that and even then like i think he's considered kind of like an older dad like for 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 people yeah. my age yeah 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 so. because i mean back then most parents were having kids in their 20s mm -hmm. um it's shifted upwards now of course but yeah my dad was 42 i like i said i was an oops yeah, he's probably asking you why you've got a racing car, a racing seat in your in your office and all that. Did you get that given to you? The cyberpunk chair is that a is that one of those deals? Like, do we need to have a disclaimer or something on this? We, do we need to address? I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or serious. Well, I, I I know there's a whole hoopla about the chair, so we always have to. If I ever see one of the yellow chairs, we got to talk about the yellow yeah, chair. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, no, it was not given to me. I'm not that special. Um, <laughs> But no, that is a running joke now. Isn't that um, amazing? That I was given this chair, which I, no, I wasn't. Um, <laughs> and two, um, for whatever reason, I did a you know on our channel, I did just a like kind of a review of the chair when I got it. Yeah, uh, and posted some pictures. And I don't know if you saw that whole debacle that happened like a month ago or two months ago, where a guy posted saying this you know making fun of this chair and people who own it who tagged me for some reason i've never oh that's right i did see you i did see you tagging it but i didn't know like where you had gotten the chair but yeah of course it's referencing the paris thing and yes exactly so yeah he tagged, he tagged me with paris and alana yeah saying you can't trust these people who have i remember that i was like i don't have any idea who this guy is i wasn't given the chair i'm not that special and and then three there was another guy who then said 
oh no, you know, I have one too. This is mine. And he used a picture from my house <laughs> saying it was his. I did see that. And I'm like, these people, man, they're just, it, it never ceases to uh, amaze me the type of uh, things people will do online to get this, uh, again, meaningless clout. Yeah. Yeah, it's that's a good it's a good little like I said a shot of perspective in the arm is it, it is good because it's it can be endless this this crap and it's one of those things I've gotten into the bad habit of rolling over when I wake up and going what's on Twitter and before I go to bed I'm on Twitter like it's such a I need yeah. something else like honestly I need, yeah. I need I'll even play Pokemon Go in bed honestly like <laughs> I feel like I just anything else at this point goodness gracious um, yeah, I, I mentioned before before we let you go the tattoo you I, I want to ask you about the tattoo on your oh, arm um so yeah I forgot that so it's actually ties to my son so yeah. um my wife really loves tattoos um so I, when we got together i was of the opinion she already had tattoos it's gotten a lot more since we've been together um so she's literally has both sleeves that's back. awesome i Never. love that that's so <laughs> um whereas uh, i never had one never wanted one mm-hmm. um nothing against them i just didn't so when my son passed there's a fantastic tattoo artist that my wife had already used here um who does really good color uh and detail and so me and my stepdaughter and my stepson and my wife all agreed and we all got tattoos in memory of my son um each one's different uh and unique and so my wife got a, a literal custom art full sleeve done her entire right arm is a dedication to my son um i got this my stepdaughter got one in the same spot different thing but what this is is um he oh i so love it Holy it's God. a lion um he for whatever reason um not that there's any history in our family he got really into jamaican culture and reggae um in his teens and a few years like ago or prior i should say there was this tapestry that um I had bought him, which I took a picture of, and it had this lion on it in front of the uh, Jamaican colors. And so um, when he passed, I thought, well, that would be cool to uh, kind of have that lion as a dedication. And so that's that why. That's beautiful. Yeah. So the lion's from the tapestry. It has green eyes. You can't see it on the camera, but it has green eyes. And that's uh, my son had green eyes. And then I told oh. her, I said, I need you since he's yellow. I need you to do green at the bottom and red at the top to make the red, yellow, uh, green. And so that's what she did. So that's my only tattoo. And, uh, you know, my wife tries to talk me into getting a sleeve of video yes, game characters and stuff. Yes, do it. And the, the tattoo artist even does. She did a she did a double sleeve for a guy of all 80 stuff. Oh, uh, I love it. So it's like Ghostbusters and He-Man and, Dude. you know. Nintendo. Look Super at the Mario. smile across your face too as you talk about it. Like this is I happening. Know, Mark and, my and, words. This is happening. And she's like, she's like, you can get like Chief holding Cortana here, mm-hmm. and then you know Marcus and yep. uh, you know all my favorite stuff, right? Ellie you get and new Joel. Cortana on your forearm, man. Like you just what you, you have old Cortana at the top. You have new Cortana. She seems kind of fun. <laughs> I'm telling. This is why you lift. This is the whole reason why you you work out is is so that you can put tattoos on your arms. I'm convinced mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, no, no, I'm that's special. That's very nice. No, but I told her I said part of what makes it more special, too, is it being my only tattoo. Of course. Me like that. So very cool, man. Well, um, thank you so much for sharing all that. I I uh, I, this has been a long time coming. Um, Yeah, man. 
definitely, yeah. definitely a long time coming. I mean, Babbitt tried to tell me not to have you on the show, so that's kind of <laughs> awkward. Take, remember, and, you know, bad take. take. Bad take, of course. Bad take. My bad. Um, <laughs> no, this is this has been a long time coming. I've been, I really, I have a huge amount of admiration for you and for everything that you stand for. I mean, you podcast with Luke and Joe, but that's that's okay. Too. I know, I know. They um, asked me. I I, I like, love the I love the ribbing that you guys have. Like it's just it's so fun to to see you guys do that whole thing. Um, They're good but guys. Yes. They really are. No, it's um. Luke did something very special earlier this year when Bobby passed, when he called me and just like, just, we hadn't talked in quite some time and he just called me out of the blue and he just like, he didn't text me, he didn't like DM me or anything. It was just like, he just showed up and it was like such a huge gesture. And I just feel like he, um, yeah, I just won't forget that. That's, that was very, very meaningful. So, and I feel like you guys all have such good hearts. So it's really good to see that. Those, those little nuances like that, uh, tell you who people really are. Um, and I think that is an overlooked character trait in a lot of avenues in life. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll reach out to Luke and go like, I'll never forget that, man. Like that was, yeah, that good. was a, that was a big, that was a big deal. I can't even, I don't have the vocabulary to describe it, but, um, thanks for sharing tonight, man. Thanks for hanging out and yeah, I'm definitely going to have to have you back. This is, this has been great. You know, I really appreciate it. So, um, tell, you know, you've referenced a lot of the stuff that, that you've been working <laughs> on, but you know, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet and all the all the great stuff you're doing. All the good stuff. Um, yeah. So thank you, man. No, I you know I I could talk games and just this kind of stuff all day every day. Uh, I love it. It's a it's just a passion. Um, so no, thank you for having me on. Uh, appreciate the conversation and anytime. Honestly, um, I will also have to have you back on uh, some of our stuff. So uh, yeah. So seasongaming.com. Um, you can find everything there. Honestly, it's the easiest thing because our our podcast links there, merch links there. Um, we do so two things I'll call out based on the conversations we had tonight is we do have a good in gaming initiative now, Mm -hmm. which is a separate page on our site. You can find the link right at the top in the header and it's articles and videos really based around all of the positive aspects of gaming and people sharing stories like I shared tonight. So I actually did a follow up to my good in gaming article earlier this year called gaming to heal. And it was actually written in coordination with a bunch of people in the gaming community. Um, so stories that they shared with me personally of how gaming had helped them through everything we talked about, right? Anxiety, yeah. loss, depression, uh, you know, all these things. Um, so that's a very powerful article. I recently spoke with Stephen Spawn at Able Gamers. Um, I spoke with Rachel Cowart last week, who is the research director at Take This. Um, these are just really positive things about gaming that, uh, you know, I think we should put a bigger focus on. So I would promote that. And then... Um, yeah, we, we podcast every Saturday live at noon central, um, which is called the Big Cast, as we joked about. So uh, that's just a casual conversation about all platforms every week. And again, staying positive when I'm not ranting about Nintendo. I promise I'm aware <laughs> of it. I'm trying not to. <laughs> uh, otherwise, no, I just, uh, yeah, you can find me. Uh, Ainsley is not a uh, common name. So you just look up, you'll find me on Twitter uh, is where I am, like you said, far too often. <laughs> dude i like i said i you, we both have uh, you say it's a passion i might call it a sickness we can't help ourselves <laughs> we're talking we're writing we just it, it one thing leads to another and then yeah. next thing you know you're you're creating stuff on a daily basis but it's 100 uh, percent true yes um definitely people should be checking out all of those things i'm gonna have all the links in the show notes but um ains thank you again man i really really appreciate it thank you man it's been a pleasure and uh yes definitely stay in touch
great chat. What a great man. What a great person. Holy crap. Thank you so much, Ains, for coming on, for sharing your story, for just um, carving out time. I know, you know, you go over to Porsche Power. Again, I'm not going to spell it out. There's the whole, like, the A and then the no, no, no O, no E in the power. I spent a lot of time on that Twitter handle. <laughs> um, all jokes aside, though, go follow him on Twitter because um, Ains is a prolific creator, man. We talked about it, of course, with the writing. Um, but he was on the, basically like a world tour. He's a hot commodity, this Ains. He's a good man, and he's been on a lot of shows. I think. Um, I, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I, I think that was a really good conversation. I really enjoyed getting to know him. Does, I always knew that I wanted to. There's something about him. You just wanted to know, just wanted to sit down with him. That's what I love doing this show. Some of you guys have been listening to the show for a long, long time. Some of you are maybe just discovering it for the first time. If so, welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. Glad you stick, t- stick around to the end. Because, like, basically the meat of the conversation is over. Like, this kind of part is on essentially a timer. Like, this music is predetermined. Okay, this is the same same music every time. I babble on. I tell you that you can uh, follow me on Twitter, at Sean Capri, Sean LeConnery, Capri Like the Pants. Patreon.com slash Capri. A huge amount of content. So, uh, you can go over there. Twitch.tv slash Sean Capri is where I stream Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. And, guys, I didn't even talk about it at the beginning. But here's something new for you. I am flooded with games. I hope you guys are as well. It is a great time. E3 is behind us. Games are starting to come out en masse. It's awesome. I played Mario Golf tonight. I just bought uh, Scarlet Nexus. I'll be talking about that on the Xbox Drive, of course. That's the show I do with Ryan Turford. I don't know if I really mention that ever. I sort of just assume people know what the Xbox Drive is, but there's probably at least a, at least six people who don't know what that is. That's in my Xbox podcast. I record while in a car which is ridiculous. I also do the Nintendo Drive. There's a theme here. You see, I launched a show talking about the PlayStation Drive. It all started with the Xbox Drive. That's the that's where I drive around talking about Xbox. The Nintendo Drive is where I drive around talking about Nintendo. And the PlayStation Drive, you, you may have tried to guess it, but you're, you're way off. I'm actually not even on the show. It's Ryan and Matt. They do it, and there's nobody driving in that one. But we wanted, we like the consistency, at least of the naming convention. We launched that. I hope you guys will check that out. Um, I think I mentioned the Twitch, twitch.tv slash Sean Capri. Make sure you guys are following. Go to seasonedgaming.com. Ains, thank you so much. We end the show for some stupid reason with this bit from Heavy Rain from PlayStation 3, which is now two freaking consoles ago, which is insane. We're all getting old, and I'll see you guys next week. I hope you guys will subscribe. Bye-bye. Jason! 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 Sean! 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 Jason! 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 Jason!